Uh, hi, everyone. Joe's here today. Uh, Brad's unfortunately tied up with um, spur of the moment activity, and I'm going to try to carry the ball for a while. And fortunately, I won't have someone to to play off my witty banter against, but I'm sure we'll just cover a lot of ground. And hey, at least I can share some screens today. Um, so look, uh, new news. Um, a couple of things I thought were kind of interesting. Um, and first is, uh, let's see if we can figure out how to do this real quick. Was the uh, was the um, story on the J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon, and uh, his questioning of well, a couple of things. The twenty-one. Um, there we go. I think you're all seeing it now, right? I believe you can all see the this article. Yep, um, questioning a twenty-one million dollar Bitcoin cap. Um, you know, and as it says in the article, uh, that you know, obviously, it takes a majority of the nodes to to approve any change like this, and it's contrary to just about everyone's uh, interest. So that's really, uh, you know, a, a not an accurate um, possibility. Um, and then the second thing, when I see something like this, you know, and then saying worthless and issues like that, it seems to me like J.P. Morgan's wanting to buy some Bitcoin. Um, you know, the price, I don't know how, where they entered in, if they have entered or where they've entered. But um, I think that this is, again, another uh, instance of, you know, people trying to FUD the price down um, for to get the best price for, for their clients. So, again, tells me more institutional uh, investors coming in. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, the second thing I thought was pretty interesting um, was... You know, a lot of talk about this 100K run coming up. And, you know, one of these guys who was the founder of the first, um, you know, Bitcoin exchange, which I believe was Bitcoin Center NYC, you know, he's calling for 100 um, for a variety of reasons, hit some threshold levels, uh, 62, um, hitting 70 by the end of this month, all feeds into the Pumptober um, strategy. He touches on what Jamie Dimon said again, personally think that it's worthless. Um, again, I look at things like the derivatives market and, you know, what is, I think there's like 300 trillion in derivatives out there. Are they worthless? Some are, some aren't. Um, in this case, I just don't think you can really uh, say that. And the second thing he says is, you know, blockchain can be real. Stable coins can be real, no matter what anyone in the room thinks, nor what any libertarian thinks, nor what anyone thinks about it. Government's going to regulate it. And, you know, that's that's accurate. I completely agree with that. It's just it, it is coming. It is happening. And, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing um, at this level. Now, I also want to touch on a couple of other things. Um, you know, here's one about, you know, this tulip bubble comparison. And then, you know, kind of like how everybody says that market cratered. But, you know, some of the academics say that, you know, who wrote the studies that actually the Dutch economy didn't crater. Um, you know, most of the people were saying it really did. It was a little blip on the radar. Here's the quote. But the idea that a tulip mania caused the big depression is completely untrue. As far as I could see, it caused no real effect on the economy whatsoever. Um, so, you know, there's a, a lot of opinions. They talk about other things.com bubble, um, which I had some experience with. And really, I thought this was interesting here. Is crypto approaching its Netscape moment? moment? I thought it already had. Um, but uh, now a lot of people are saying it hasn't. And then the interesting part here, too, is that, you know, this next wave they're talking about with DeFi and NFTs and all of this is it's all about UX and UI going forward. So 
you know, again, how these formats are, you know, technically focused, so they're not uh, easy for um, laymen to use at first. Um, you know, it takes a while to figure out what's going on. Um, and it forecasts that as, a, as the next big wave. But that was pretty interesting. A good article on AMB Crypto about DEXs versus central exchanges. Uh, talking about DYDX, which is one that I'm really looking at more now, um, particularly when we talk about uh, perps trading and leverage on, on tokens. Um, you know, check this article out uh, from a couple hours ago, Beginner's Guide to Perp Trading on DYDX. Uh, it's on CryptoBriefing.com. Uh, it's very informative. You know, again, there's a statement here that I think it's saying that you know, again, um, they like to block different users from different countries. I've spoken on that in the past as to what you do in those situations. Um, again, Google VPN. And then I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the, the kind of the rotation coming up from, um, actually, let me pull this up, from Jarvis Labs um, that we've been talking about. You know, these guys are, um, let's see if we can find it here. This is old. Let's just go to here. I'll find it. This, you know, Pumptober and where everything's going. Um, here's the article I want. And this is a really good piece. I, I recommend everybody go read this guy. There's free stuff here, a lot of free alpha. You can subscribe and really get into some, some granular uh, on-chain analysis, quant stuff. And they're using an AI protocol. Uh, that's pretty interesting. So he, he always talks about this, but there's a couple of things that I think are really interesting. Um, you know, when he starts tying into some of these things, this total waves that he talks a lot about, um, and he's kind of, you know, leading to this concept, looking at BTC dominance versus ETH of when charts flip. And, you know, in essence, what he concludes is that, you know, as many people do, this is a great piece. I would recommend just look at these hodl waves. It's when people buy and how long it takes them to get positive and how many of them are still holding and new ones. So, you know, unfortunately, lots of people buy near the top, as we kind of talked about yesterday with the um, the router protocol uh, wick on um, driven from that KuCoin group. Um, you know, people tend to FOMO in and get in at a high price and then they got to wait it out. So it, this kind of shows a lot of good uh, intel as to what's there, who's holding, who's left, and when they're going to sell. But what he's really getting to is saying that, look, this is all about Bitcoin first, then ETH, then the large caps, then, you know, the larger, and by large caps, I really mean layer ones. And then, you know, that's the, um, you know, Polygon, uh, BSC, Phantom, you know, all of the... Polygon's technically layer two, but I lump it in there because it, it is do a lot as, a, as its own chain, as a complement to, to ETH. And then rolling into the big DeFi protocols, you know, the Aves, the Curves, the ones that I like a lot. Um, so find this article. He's talking about, you know, Monster Pump. And now I want to talk about what, you know, I think and where I kind of look at how I evaluate stuff. So... You know, this is an overview of, of DeFi on DeFi Llama site um, showing the largest ones. And here's the TVL. So, you know, this sorts first on, on amount. And you can see Curve is here at the top, then Aave, MakerDAO, 
and then going on down compounds, uh, pancake swap, you know, yearn, sushi, uni, um, going down the line. Balancer is, is something I've been looking at. But now you see all the biggest ones, but then you got to look about just like you would do equity analysis, market cap to TVL, you know, these this comp here. Um, you know, look, with Curve, you got a 0.06 market cap TVL. Ave, I, I was kind of surprised at 0.245, and then kind of go down the list. Uh, look at like um, Sushi, 0.37, Uniswap, 2.56. So when I look at things like that, I, I tend to think, ooh, I don't want to say overvalued, but I do look for the ones that are kind of below the average. So to me, that's anything that's 0.0 something. So balancer, 0.066. Um, they're on Ethereum, Polygon, and uh, Arbitrum. And then you kind of go up, look at you know Anchor. I don't really know much about them. Um, but you know, Sushi Swap, look, they're on all these chains. Any swap, all these change, yearn on, you know, uh, Phantom and ETH. Um, but then kind of keep going up 0.024 Lido. I don't really do anything there, but, um, you know, I do do a lot here, uh, curve. So 0.06. So to me, I look at that and I say, just at keeping the TVLs the same, this has essentially a four to five X to get comped with Aave. Now, I don't know if that might mean Aave could go down a little. I, I don't think so, because when I look at, say, uh, Sushi's higher at 0.37, Uniswap's like 10 times higher. Um, so I don't really think that, you know, that this Aave is at risk. But this is the kind of thing that I look at. And so then you can look here on the left, we see now chains. So this is supposed to be the first wave after um, Bitcoin and then rolling into um, ETH and everything else. Now I, I have my VPN off, so this might be blocking me. But is that, no, here we go. So, you know, you look at this, you see the biggest one with obviously TVL is, is ETH, um, you know, 2.91, Binance 3.97. So again, I just go down this list, these layer ones, and I think, you know, so this, you know, for instance, this would be all the Uniswap and Sushi and everything that's on their chain. Um, Solana, you see, is in a three slot, um, you know, decent amount of TVL, um, good market tap TVL ratio for the chains. But the ones I'm looking at are actually Terra at a 1.9. Uh, AVAX, I like at 2.1. Obviously, I'm already in Phantom. Again, look at 0.99. It's the lowest uh, comp there of the top tier. So to me, I think that still has a lot of room to, to run once we cycle through the BTC and, and ETH appreciation that everyone's talking about. But I tend to look at comps. So, you know, if you go on down these chains, you'll see more that you might recognize or do stuff with. Um, and just again, look at these numbers and, you know, like 31, you know, I, I wouldn't touch it. Um, 28, 21, these are old, you know, 2017 legacy plays that, you know, seem to still be around, but, you know, kind of do that type of comparison. Um, there's a lot in here that, you know, Waves has talked about. And it might be on the protocol side. And then let's look at that third wave after, you know, BTC, ETH and the, the layer ones. You know, again, here we are, you know, we've got all these uh, potential plays here to mess around with compounds. 
um, Curve, Ave. You know, so these are tools you kind of use to sort of see where things are and what makes sense. These are the chains. So, you know, again, you want, you can see some are in all the chains, but look, Curve's in Avalanche, Ethereum, uh, XDAI, which I need to start studying up on, uh, Polygon, Arbitrum, and Phantom. You know, those are about the only places that I really play anyhow. But some of these other ones you look at, a lot of any swap, Moon River, Avalanche, KuCoin, Harmony, uh, Binance, Ethereum, XDAI again, uh, Kiko, which is an interesting one I'm digging into a bit, you know, Polygon, Arbitrum, and Phantom. You know, that just is feeding into the cross-chain liquidity uh, thesis. So when someone really gets these UIs set to where the average person can, you know, use them with confidence, you're going to want this type of thing because then that's where like multi-chain stuff comes in. We talked about like router protocol and others. So that's, you know, kind of where I get a lot of my analysis from is platforms like that. Um, so I'm going to, apologies if I'm going too fast for everyone, but, you know, a couple of things that um, I don't have my wallet connected just um, because I don't want to. Um, but if you look at something like this, you know, this is quick swap. And this is a layer two, so Polygon QuickSwap. Um, you look at these APYs. So, you know, I do a lot on QuickSwap, but mainly to capture yield. And, you know, I talk a lot about the Guard pool and the Mona Vale pools that are still hanging in the, um, you know, thousand plus plus range. But, you know, if you're holding any of these tokens, this is the kind of thing where you go and park it for yield. Um, it comes in D quick, which then swaps to quick. And then you buy those tokens when they're down. So, you know, you look at your, you know, watch list or portfolio and you find the ones that are down that day and you add. So here's one that I've been kind of starting to study is, is Erewhon. Um, I'm in this one, you know, at 1,271% APR and, or APY, excuse me. And it delivers. I mean, every day um, I'm pulling a nice chunk out of there that then I buy other stuff with. Um, I don't really buy more quick. Um, here's another one i'm in this one um again this has been holding up for months so i don't go until i see those things uh crater and with mona quick i bounce in and out of that one every now and then but i don't really um i don't know mona is a very mona fails a very it's digital axe uh xyz it's a very thinly traded token i believe there's only ten thousand uh minted or available and it's the token to drive their platform so you know if they catch on big and um you know they've been doing the nft auctions for the digital fashion and some pretty nice price tags in there but what i get if they get really big in the whole like um people buying the gear for esports avatars and things like that then mona can really take off and and i don't know i mean a quick is kind of tricky because it's got a pretty small market cap about 150 million um it if you look at its market cap to tvls it, it should move up um but there's so much competition in uh DeFi that it's one that i'm not super comfortable holding a lot of so i tend to use it to buy other ones but i do all the transacting on, on the platform or on um uh slingshot and and add to pools as i as i see fit um i might you know i'm kind of thinking about this mona pool down here that's paired with usdt 
I don't know. I might end up pulling some from that just uh, to get the USDT to purchase some other stuff, but I haven't really decided. I'm kind of, I always kind of just end up leaving it. But, you know, there's plenty of pools to find here that can help you or you can find the tokens you like. Um, again, Adam is one that I'm checking out. Um, Cosmos, uh, Erewhon, I see paired with Adam, so they must be somehow tied there. Once I figure out what's going on there, I'll, I'll let everybody know. Um, and this is SushiSwap. Um, you know, this is, uh, I'm not connected, but this this is kind of the stuff you see. I mean, you know, some pretty crazy uh, APRs. A, that's APY because it's annualized. Um, inverse finance is very popular in some of the circles that I'm chatting in. Um, spell, you know, I like a lot this, but I'm on phantom with spell doing stuff over there. Um, but you know, you see these high APYs, you know, they don't always hold for long. So, you know, you kind of find one that you have tokens on like, like this one spell, you know, you jump in for a day or two at 500% APY. I mean, even this one, I don't know, this might've just launched, but a lot of people have inverse uh, that are also in Ohm and a few others uh, or elk. So I would expect this one to change pretty quickly, but you know, this is something you can do for an afternoon, you know, throw it in and pull it out. Um, Susie swap has a lot of pools. Normally these, uh, you know, APYs are more institutional grade APYs as I call it. So see if we can get to some of the lower ones. Uh, they might've had a pool rollover too, is why these are so high, but you come down to the lower ones and you do find like ETH USDT and, link ETH and different things that are, you know, a lot of the tokens that I like, but, you know, I can get more than 28% in other places, but always a good place to check. And, you know, one of the top tier, you know, ones like, like Uniswap. Uh, this is a good exchange or trading platform for Polygon, you know, Slingshot. There's rumors they might be doing an airdrop in the future, which means they might have a token. So you might want to do a few trades on this just to keep your wallet in the in the um, uh, running for if they do do something. Um, again, I don't know if they will. This is just, you know, water cooler talk, <laughs> but um, it's done in Telegram. But, uh, you know, just kind of might want to route a few through there just to make sure if they do something that you're in that airdrop list. Um, and then of course, you know, I do like uh, Define, as you guys know. Um, I'll see if it's gonna show some stuff here. Um, you know, and this one, look, these are the ecosystem pools. So there's no lockup um, or farms. But, you know, look, you pick the tokens. Sirius, a lot of people are talking about that today. Define Matic, Define Luna. You know, I'm accumulating some Luna now. Um, Link, I've been in a lot. You know, I like Ave. You know, so we still are, you know, 155%. That's APR. So, you know, you're compounding every day so that, you know, you run it through a, let's follow up a daily compounding calculator. And what are we looking at here? We're looking at, what do we say, one, 155? So you go into here and, and just start with a thousand as your number and punch in the 155. And then let's just say one year. And then let's look at daily compound and then see what happens to that 155%. So, you know, you're really getting your daily compound 370%. Uh, you turn that thousand into $4,696 if, you know, everything stays the same for a year, um, which, you know, isn't likely. 
but you know, you'll add in too, so that'll go up. But you know, that's the way to kind of look at these APRs versus APYs. So I know I'm covering a lot of ground here. I just want to take advantage of the ability to share a screen and um, kind of talk about things. So, you know, also when you look at these defined pools, this is when it's going to end, you know, nine days, 20 hours, 37 minutes and change. Um, you know, when those roll over, you know, everything's still safe, your stuff's still there, but you have to kind of pull out the liquidity tokens, the LP tokens, and then restake them in the new pools. So, you know, I, I'm in this one, the curve one, and I'm in the Ave one, not the highest APRs, but you know, look, I like accumulating curve in particular. So, you know, on the other platforms, it's in the 50, 60, 40% range to do anything with it. Um, I also believe in define that that's going up. So to me, this makes a lot of sense, but at that, when that rolls over, the new pools come out, you know, you expect this to start in like the 900 or 1400% range and it, and it will hold there for a day before people start shifting. Cause sometimes people forget, um, what I did find interesting is there are these three pools at the bottom that are expiring in 20 hours. Um, ELE, I don't know that at all. FRM, I don't think I know that one. Um, gosh, I've been looking at, I've heard people saying some good things. I don't know anything about it yet. But, you know, at this level, when these roll over, a lot of these are kind of speculative plays, is my guess. So people kind of forget about it for a day or so. So you definitely want to, if you like any of these... Uh, or you're holding any of these and you want to get more defined, you know, look at these pools uh, in 20 hours, which um, sounds like about eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Now, they also have a couple of pools here on defined that I'm in uh, these uh, popular farms. I'm not really in any of these right now, but you know, you could, these yields aren't as high, but you know, you got decent pairs of stables. And you earn defined token, but it's locked. So at the end of the pooling time, this nine days and 21 hours, then it unlocks and you get 25% of the tokens and the rest vest. I think it's uh, 20, typically 25% of the remaining amount every two months, or maybe it's the, you know, the, the 75% remaining uh, each increment of 25% every two months. So effectively six month lockup, which, works to your advantage. Um, I think I got a bunch in there still. Um, it kind of keeps you from selling. So, you know, it's a good kind of holding place. But these are, you know, the yields are low, so I don't really do a lot here anymore. Um, I am over in the uh, dual farms, though. And again, with these, there's only three, I believe. Uh, I don't know what Nord is, and I don't know what Razor, although I have heard some good chatter about Razor. Uh, but this one I'm in, the route router protocol with Define, um, you know, you could see it has uh, 4.7 million in it um, and you get rewards. You get route and Define and it's running at like, you know, 192 uh, percent APY. Again, you daily compound this. So what you would do is um, I don't have my wallet hooked, but you would this you would press this button and it'll show how much you could claim. There's a claim button. And then you basically go over to pool side and anybody doesn't uh, know it, you would add liquidity here. So you basically, it'll show your pools and your wallets connected, but you know, let's say we're doing Ave, you punch Ave and define, and then, you know, add it, you know, you put your amounts, whatever one you're 
thinking of first, let's say you had one Ave, you'd put that here, and then it would match it with your de define, and then you would, this is the add. So you'd add it here, and then once that transaction clears in your wallet, then you basically come back to the farm section here, and you go to that pool. In this case, we're, I think we're talking Ave define, and you would go here and hit the deposit button. And then you would deposit the LP tokens like that. And you approve it all through your wallet, whichever one you're using. And the final thing here is that they have some launch farms. And, you know, on this one, uh, I think there's only one. And I don't know if it's going to show, but it's the Matrix ETH one. And so I, I like that one too. And then for all the excess defined, I just store it here, stake it and get V defined, which is their governor token governance token and gets, you know, 75% here, uh, interest on those deposits. And, you know, I use that to just keep matching up with the stuff that I, I like in the pools. So that define is, is actually one of my favorites right now on Polygon, super cheap. So, you know, a lot of smaller investors, they might be pulling out, you know, getting a dollar a day or a couple bucks a day. Um, you know, when you can run a transaction, <clears throat> these transactions on, on polygon and the cost is pennies where if you're doing it on eth i mean we all know those gas fees are insane so maybe that would be a hundred bucks to do it on ETH. so you just really can't uh, do that over there right now um, another pool on polygon that i talk a lot about is this crystal pool um again some pretty cool stuff uh you know you got the first the mines where you mine the the uh crystal Again, you know, the one I'm in here is a Zuki Matic. Um, you know, it, it's got, you know, only 85,000 liquidity. Uh, but again, I know, uh, you know, people who are in here and I trust their judgments. But what you do is you basically are, you know, we're getting rewards in crystal. So it shows crystal earned, you harvest it, you know, cost a few pennies. And then what I do is I go over to the pools and, you know, I do the auto crystal pool. So you basically put it in here and it just compounds for you. I think it's every two hours. Now, to be honest, there's there's not a huge difference between, like, say, compounding weekly versus daily. I mean, you know, maybe it's, you know, let's say you a couple hundred percent APR and you compound weekly. You're going to end up with, you know, 600 and something. If you compound daily, you end up with like 600 and something, a little bit more. So if you're compounding every two hours. You know, again, I think you get that kind of de marginal uh, decrease in utility from that. Uh, but it does it for you anyhow automatically. So, you know, who cares? And then I take the crystal that comes out of here and I uh, put it in the other pools. <clears throat> so, uh, something's wrong with my throat. <clears throat> Maybe it's because I'm having to talk all the time without Brad. But what I've done here is first I was in the earn Azuki pool for a while, but I just earned so much Azuki over on another platform that it's not, I just pulled out and now I'm in the earn Ave and uh, earn curve, wherever that one is, but Ave. Uh, there's a curve somewhere. I mean, oh, here it is, earn curve. So what happens is, you put the crystal you get out of the auto compounding pool into this and it gives you curve and it goes straight into your wallet. It'll show here and the Ave will go straight into your wallet. But there's a couple other cool ones. Mana is cool. 
Um, I haven't done much in there lately. Avalanche is cool. Link is cool. I mean, these are ones that feed into that thesis about Bitcoin to Ethereum to large cap and, you know, layer one stuff and large DeFi protocols. Those are all players in that space. And another one down here that I, I think Solana's on here too somewhere, but, um, you know, the uh, APR on Solana, I think was like 120%, um, which is another thing I sort by APRs so you can see everything and just earn those tokens too. So, you know, again, this is a, you know, a pretty, um, I don't know if it's new, but it's new for me, but you know, they got 11 million in TVL, 12 million, I guess, you know, not big compared to the billions you saw on that other chart, but you know, that's acceptable to me. Um, and then I think, you know, you have a soft cap of 12.5 million uh, tokens. So you're not going to get a bunch of inflationary stuff. And they got a few other things going on, you know, more, um, you know, looks more like uh, games of chance than, um, you know, trying to invest, but still it's a, it's an interesting play, but again, platform risk. I don't, you know, I split the pools up across multiple platforms. I don't put in too much into one where there's a single point of failure. So, you know, look at this one. And then this was one that, you know, uh, Brad and I were uh, doing before he pulled out. This again is super small. You got a lot of audit buttons and everything. So it sounds good, but you know, the crystal price has been going down. So, um, you know, what that does is over here in this vault. So I bought at Astro Farms, the Libra, and I staked into, where are we looking? I can see some more uh, Azuki and Doki pools over here, but where is our Libra? And I remember I jumped in because that was like, you know, 1.2 trillion uh, APY, I think. Yeah, okay. So this is, and I have a ton of Matic. So this is the one I'm in right now. Again, a very small amount like a couple hundred bucks. Originally I was getting like, you know, 6.7. Now it's down at 2.77, but you know, you're still at 2.15 million percent, you know, APY. So I think, you know, you're staking the LP tokens here. And I believe I started with 70 and even though the price has gone down, I'm up to about 140 LP tokens. So I doubled those. So what that means is that you end up with more of the, um, the Libra token as the price is going down. So when, if Libra rebounds and I unlock the LP, I should have a sizable stack. But then again, that was just a couple hundred bucks. So I, I'm not really even paying attention. Um, that's just a, you know, a degen play that, Hey, maybe it turns into a couple of grand, whatever. Um, not my, my focus, you know, my focus is on top tier stuff. Let's see what else we have here. Um, that's about the main things on the pools. Uh, I wanted to keep this short today just to get some information out there and keep the continuity up uh, to keep users uh, coming back. But, you know, look at those pools. Also start, well, that's we should look at. Let's take a look at the phantom stuff. Um, do that one. And we'll do uh, a spooky swap. So... You know, again, I like Phantom a lot. It, it seems to be, you know, almost a little bit more than um, than Polygon, but but it was faster. You know, now the Polygon kind of changed the platform to where you, you know, you need to do the GUI at about thirty to 
file, take out all the spam, it's gotten a lot faster the last couple of days. So, you know, now I can stack up 10 transactions in my wallet and not have them jam up, um, which I, I tend to like. But, you know, when I come over here, so look, this is, you know, FTM, Phantom. Again, I think this is going to rock when um, the layer ones come into play. It's got a pretty big market cap right now, but, you know, lots of room to go. Um, if you look at like Solana and others as comparables, um, I think there's more TVL on uh, on Phantom than Solana. And you have a much lower, obviously, market cap to TVL ratio. But you go check that DeFi Llama site and make sure I'm right on that. Um, so, so I'm playing here. Um, now, this is spooky. I don't have much over here. I move most to Spirit. But the one I like here, you know, Spell, Abracadabra is super hot right now. And look, that's the 1,682%. So it's not going to last long. The reward are in, you know, fees would be here, like, you know, people buying and selling it, and you're getting a share of those, and then you get it in boo. Um, I tend to just roll the boo into, um, sell it into something else right now. Um, but that's a good one. And then also tree, I kind of like um, for uh, a couple of reasons. They're in Geneva. I don't remember exactly what they're doing, but I got in because it was high APYs and, um, and it's maintained. And so I just keep accumulating that, the tree one. And, and I have FTM in the wallet. I'm trying to pair with other things. I don't want to sell it. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunities here. Beefy, a lot of people are talking about Beefy these days. Another, you know, uh, innovative finance thing where you're staking for term and getting, you know, very, very high returns. Um, so you kind of see what you have and you could easily bridge. Okay, so here's the bridge. Now this is, I like this bridge a lot. So. Look, here's your chains. So from Phantom or BSC or Polygon or Arbitrum or Avalanche, you could go to Phantom. So um, now on the way out, let's say you're in Phantom, you want to go back to Ethereum. Let's try to like unlock my wallet. Um, you know, say you move out, like, you know, uh, when I tend to move stuff off into the banks, you know, I tend to go, uh, I go through like US uh, platforms to do that. Um, you know, usually Ethereum's the way you got to get there. But, you know, as we know, Ethereum gas fees are super high. These fees aren't that high. So let's say we were going to take, let's see if it'll show. Uh, where's ETH? ETH, 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 ETH. Where is it? Maybe it's wrapped. I don't know. Well, let's just write it. Um, all right. So wrap ETH. Let's say one. Let's see if it'll show it for us. And that's... Yeah, so you could basically look. It says if you move more than twenty six hundred, could take up to twelve hours. I, you know, I'm not moving that kind of, not even near that kind of weight. But you know, this is a good bridge. It's cheap to go around the on the chain. So you could go from say uh, Polygon to Phantom, and then Phantom to ETH at a lower rate than it would go if you use the Polygon bridge to to go out straight to ETH. It ends up being cheaper. So think about that when you're moving stuff around uh, to exit, pay yourself, et cetera. Um, but I like this bridge a lot. And that's kind of why mostly what I do with uh, with this this platform. Um, Spirit Swap. Again, I like this one uh, because I think the, the, the software developer that I believe built uh, um, uh, Spell and one other one is now here at Spirit doing something. So it's kind of a, 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 a big endorsement 
Um, and the ones I'm playing in here, because I think spirit's going up. Well, you see, it was, uh, it's kind of been retreating a bit. It ran up to like 50. I think I got in the 20s, low 20s. Um, so, you know, I'm not buying spirit at the moment, but I'm accumulating it. So I'm not in this one. Where am I? I'm in. Um, no, not that one. Where's spell, 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 spell. Yeah, this one. I'm playing here because spell has been moving really big time too. Um, there's rumors of a lot of uh, uh, integration stuff coming. Other tokens, I don't really know anything about these other ones. You see ELE again. MIM is kind of the uh, paired with spell. It's it's I think it's the governance token or or no, it's a stable kind of governance token. Kind of interesting. Um, but the other one I'm in is there should be yeah this one USDC FTM. I mean there's almost forty million dollars in this liquidity pool. So you know it, it's you can see that you know it has stability. And, you know, you're still getting 87%, which isn't my first choice, but it is what it is. And, and you know, the curve one, I'm not really doing anything of curve on, on Phantom um, just because it's, I have it all in Define. And they have a boosted farm too. And now these all pay out in Spirit. So that's why I'm not buying Spirit because I'm getting Spirit for zero. Um, but in this pool right here, you know, is where I tend to, park it so when i harvest you know the spirit then i pair it with the ftm in my wallet and add it to here um you know there's boosted farms uh you know you can get it up to 182 but you got to stake some pretty uh serious spirit or um in spirit to do that and i just um haven't done that but you know you come here and you would press your portfolio button and you would see like everything your wallet i'm not connected so you're not going to see it and then farming rewards. And then you basically harvest all and you pull all down all the spirits. So this has some really interesting things to it. Another thing I think I liked here was this, uh, it was exchange. Let's see. I think this has that zap button. Yes. So, you know, let's say you had a thousand FTM in your wallet, you know, you, you kind of come here and, you know, you would just punch in a thousand and let's say you wanted that. Uh, well, let, let's see, let's do it different. Let's say we had, uh, yeah, that's right. Let's do it with FTM just to keep it simple. But you could do it with anything. You could probably do it with, with ETH or something of the weave. So here you pick one. Oh, yeah. So you could do it with ETH. You pick your pool. So let's say you wanted the curve FTM one. So you press this. Well, you unlock the wallet, press the button. It automatically splits it into the appropriate balanced amounts and gives you the LP for that pool, which then you go back to the pool and stake. But the zap button is pretty cool. Now, you know, Monavale had a zap button, and they're only on layer one right now for the most part, um, the, other than the quick swap piece. And, but just, the, you know, and it was really handy, but, you know, gas fees got so high on ETH that it just was impractical. And so, you know, I didn't really want to stake on that site. But this, this works here on, on Phantom. So that's kind of clever. Um, you know, obviously what you would probably really do is you'd be in here with uh, – you know, you'd have moved some ETH over. Is it going to do that for me? Maybe it only goes from Phantom. Yeah, maybe it only goes from Phantom. But it's a kind of a a, a user issue that that facilitates you know ease of use for people that that don't understand the three or four steps that you know I've been kind of uh, speaking out 
quickly on here. So, you know, Phantom, I saw a little rotation out of Phantom. Um, I saw some rotation out of, um, you know, some of the other um, ones that I like. It looks like some money is rotating to uh, BTC from what I can tell. So, you know, when I see that happen with Phantom, then I kind of watch it. I look for the lowest ones on my chart or on my watch list. And then those are the ones I tend to then buy some of and add to these pools uh, at that point. So, you know, you're kind of taking one that's up to buy one that's down and then staking it back in for, you know, whatever your APY is, um, which if you have a me short, medium term strategy, I think that's a good play. And then finally, I guess we could talk a little bit about um, NFTs before I go. But, you know, look, this is one I'm going to put this collection up here. And so, you know, obviously, layer one is expensive. Um, but layer two, again, you're on Polygon then. So you get um, the transaction fees are significantly lower to do anything in NFTs. Uh, this is like, you know, your institutional grade NFT platform. You know, you can sort low to high, you can sort by artist, um, high to low. Um, just to show you what, you know, we talk about Searlight a lot. You know, right here, I mean, this one's, well, they don't, you don't see the big prices on on the, uh, hold on, on the, the Polygon side, because it doesn't get as much traffic, because, you know, again, not everybody knows how to set up or is into crypto that's on OpenSea. Some are, you know, buying NFTs with credit cards and things like that. So they're not doing it with crypto, and it's just easiest for them to be on layer one. Now, this would be uh, layer one. They also be, tend to be the ones that, that buy the stuff um, at the highest prices that tend to ape in. So, you know, here's some prices for you. So look, this is the Titan Dow stuff. Um, you know, I mean, they haven't sold yet, but, you know, there is, you can see what the prices are like. Now, I'll show you some that have sold. If we can find the Searlight. Some chain binders. Um, there's a partnership with Sushi Swap that did those. Okay, here's a Searlight. Now, this one, there were some, is this Lo-Fi Island? There's something like, one of these was selling for, uh, you know, you see last prices. One sold for 35, but that might have been on foundation. Well, you know, three ETH. I mean, which is 30, 10 grand. So, you know, when you look at things to look at in these kind of things is, you know, how many, what's the mint size? You know, it, it is a very important thing to look at. So in this one, you can see there's only 50 of them total. Um, and it's, you know, going for 10 grand. There's a lot of ones that are much smaller than that but but searlight is super popular right now and everybody wants their stuff um but you know i like to this is another place to kind of start angling because remember um i think i picked up this one and this no no there's er's and lr's so let's look at this one this guy's uh mert he does a lot of stuff with doki doki um you know there's only 20 of them so you know again you know, think about this because when we rotate from BTC to ETH to layer ones to large DeFi protocols to then smaller DeFi and NFT and niche, you know, that's when I think this is really going to blow up again. Um, 
so this is just the Doki Doki collection. There's some pranksy stuff. But, you know, if you go to the main screen, there's so many choices. Just go in and look at the artists and see if, if there's things you like. Because what happens next is a, this is the sort of holy grail of NFTs is, you know, when you can take this one that's, let's find one that's actually sold as a pegged value here. Um, I'm not seeing last sales. Let's see what we got here. All right. Well, these are kind of interesting because these are the ones that are pegged with to ETH. There's ETH physically backing these ones, not these, because anything that had a little diamond at the bottom, those aren't pegged or backed by ETH. Those are just regular old NFTs. But okay, here's one. Let's look at this one again. This sold for 2.5. So companies appraise these things and it's, you know, it's upshot, I think. And, you know, it's just based off comps. So last sale price is usually what they're going with. Um, and you can see, you know, all time average price is 1.39. Uh, but, you know, the last sale, I think it showed at 2.99. So, you know, let's say upshot says this is worth 2.5 ETH. You know, just like we go to these DeFi platforms like, um, you know, Aave or, you know, borrow platforms and bring in money. Eventually, there's a couple of companies working on how you would stake this like crypto, like you would do ETH. So you could go to a platform and stake this NFT and it's valued at two and a half ETH. Then you can borrow 1.25 or, or more uh, depending on the platform and uh, what the you know, uh, borrow ratio is, and then you can go deploy that in DeFi protocols or, you know, go over to DYDX and, you know, lever up some tokens you like, um, you could trade that. And then, you know, if the, I guess at the value, she probably could get insurance on value decrease, but you know, if, you know, the value goes up, you still have the NFT, you haven't sold it. Value goes down, you have to borrow that you took. So, um, you know, that is what's going to open this up other than just secondary market sales, which is primarily the way I exit. Um, when you can then, you know, a lot of people are building big portfolios of high quality NFTs, and then they're going to be able to go in with, you know, I think, you know, one of these, his, that I think was a three, three sold for 35 ETH a couple of days ago, you know, that's what a couple a hundred plus, you know, so you could go park that borrow 50 grand and go trade with that. Um, and, you know, there's a coupon, but a lot of times uh, the reward they give you is higher than the interest you pay them. So, you know, you're actually getting paid to take the money right now. So that's where I think this and I think that could happen in the fourth quarter. So or this quarter, but more like closer to December, or maybe Q1 2022. Um, that's why you want to start accumulating these. Uh, in ones that you like, but you know, like anything art, if you go to Sotheby's or Christie's, you're not buying stuff you don't like. I mean, some people are that just are managing people's money, but I tend to buy art that I like or look at art that I like. So, you know, find the ones you kind of like and, you know, just hold them and save them. And then eventually you'll be able to turn those into real money or, you know, if price goes up, you could sell them at a, at a hefty profit. So I think that's about it. I know that we've talked about, um, you know, adding uh, broadcasting into the Telegram channels so people can start asking questions. Um, I know that I'm not active on Twitter. 
but Brad is very active on Twitter. So if you have any questions or anybody has any thoughts or you want to, you know, ask a question about a token or a concept or how do you do this or what do we think of this, you know, feel free to like, um, you know, tweet him directly. Um, and, you know, we'll start queuing those up as well. Uh, I'm going to cut this one a little short because I don't want to be boring people. You don't get the, the back and forth that I, I know that everybody likes. Uh, but I hope it covered enough ground for everyone um, to where you could, uh, you know, learn something new today. And, and uh, we'll return to the regular format tomorrow. Again, thank you, everyone. And I uh, look forward to uh, speaking again soon. Bye-bye.